It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hi, everybody. Welcome to the PHNX Rising Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I'm Ramon Chavez, and alongside me today is taking it to the max, Max Simpsons. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, I'm doing well, man. about yourself? I'm good, man. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. There you go. I had the ESPN Plus app up, <laughs> and that's why I was making all the noise. But uh, how are you feeling about your first show, man? Glad to have you here. Dude, man, I likewise. It was... <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You're good, man. It was um, – it's good, man. It was – it was – I feel we kind of started on a real kind of bummer uh, after the no. first show, just because, you know, riding after that loss and kind of going here and there. But it's good, man. I'm happy to be a part, uh, filling in for Owen, which, man, I thought he was going to be out of commission. I heard his voice um, during the press conference today. He's you fine. can't keep that man away. We can't keep him away. We thought we could. We knew we couldn't. Um, but no, man, I'm glad to be here. Um, glad to be talking more. Yeah, yeah. For those that are wondering, and thank you for bringing that up, Max. Uh, Owen had uh, some surgery today, and so hopefully he's back. Uh, you know, and, and he's in good spirits. We definitely saw him, but hopefully he's back by Thursday. Uh, but yeah, he just had some surgery, and that's why he's out today. I think this is the first time he's missed the show the entire time we've done the PHNX Rising show. So it shows how, yeah. how much commitment he has. So uh, applause to uh, to Owen there. Uh, but yeah, we have a great show for you guys today. Obviously, we're going to talk a little bit about what happened on Saturday. Um, against Oakland, rising, of course, losing 2-0 to zero at Wild Horse Pass. Um, we got some team updates today from Juan Guerra. Uh, we're also going to hear his thoughts on what happened on Saturday, what led ultimately to the loss against Oakland. And then, uh, Max, you know, I, I see you're uh, wearing a certain type of shirt there, having uh, with a certain type man, of team. I, Lizzie, you, being a, you being a Man U fan, man, I knew I wasn't going to have long for this one. Okay, so listen, I want to put, you know, Saturday was a couple days away. I wanted to put myself in the mood of, okay, what's it, you know, how can I remember a 2-0 loss? Perfect. I'm going to wear a Spurs kit because we lost 2-0 this morning. Um, man, you know, it's really one of those things. I, I, I was following on Fought Mob how we were, mm-hmm. you know, it was 90th minute and we were down, down uh, zero, you know, one nil and i looked and i was like there's like a couple minutes of stoppage time left i had just gotten off a meeting let me tune in for the last stoppage time see mm-hmm. if there's a winner this has not happened in the longest time i literally pull up youtube tv yeah. i turn on the channel and literally as i as it pulls up the the image sporting goes in the box and scores three seconds later i literally turn on and immediately the second goal hits and i'm like 
Yeah, that sounds about right. So, um, yeah, no, yeah, I've been his first band for too long. Um, not proud of it. We'll see how we do this year. But anyway, I'm yeah. trying to put myself in the mindset of a little misery, a little despair to get into the mood for, you know, this pod. <laughs> That's understandable. That's understandable. But yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later on for sure. But sure, yeah, sure. Glad, glad to have you here. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Max, let's just get into it. So, yeah, Rising Fell. This Saturday, I know a lot of people, uh, Bonnie here in the chat says that she doesn't really want to talk about the Oakland roots. We have to at least a little bit, but uh, <laughs> let's hear what Juan Guerra had to say in today's press conference on ultimately what led to the loss against Oakland. So let's hear what Juan Guerra had to say. Uh, for a while, I think obviously Oakland came over here um, ready to fight uh, since since minute one. I'm not saying our guys were not ready. Uh, they were ready as well. An early goal, man, an early goal that, um, that changes the game uh, very much. Then our guys try to, I mean, they try their best. They try to build. They try to, they try to go forward. Uh, we build it some momentum um, after that. The guys kept fighting. And I actually think when uh, when we were the closest, I'll say, in the first half to to tie the game, their second goal comes. So I think, I believe it's the same play. We hit the post and then they get it. And then after that play, they they find themselves with a 2-0 with a lead. So obviously, listen, it's the end of the day um i know the standards that that we need to have i i, I understand uh, the things that we need to get done there's a lot of work that we need to do and uh, i also know that we we're going to be okay we're going to be okay we have to keep working we have to make sure that we keep introducing concepts we keep tweaking things and and fixing uh situations that can help us uh, be successful all right, Max. So what do you think of uh, Juan's comments here regarding the game on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I, I I honestly think he hit it pretty much right on the head, right? Like Rising didn't come out flat. They did come out with, you know, a lot of energy. The game was incredibly physical very early on. Um, Oakland really matched that. And I think they just honestly brought it a bit more. They were a bit sharper in those attacking moments. Um, you know, really something that he put out, he said a little bit later in that con in the press conference was they struggled in the attacking third and they really took advantage in those transition moments. And I really think that was the difference of the game. Um, like I mentioned for, you know, on uh, Saturday, that second goal, it bounces off the woodwork and 30 seconds later, it's in the back of rising's net. That really was the difference for today. I, I mean, you know, for all the talk about how poorly the team played, I don't think it was a lack of not wanting it. I don't think it was a lack of not understanding the moment. I think it was you could blame it on probably a combination of nerves, maybe some other factors. But I mean, all in all, they they just got outplayed in the areas where it mattered most. Yeah, no. And I agree. And, you know, that that one play where Greg Hurst hits the post, that was you know, hey, this th that was, I think, the best play that Rising was able to build up in the first half. But right after that, literally a transition, uh, you know, a counterattack, Oakland just took advantage, man. And that's the difference, you know, sometimes in the games where there's a team like Oakland who's, you know, just to be frank, they're not the, one of the best teams in the USL, right. but they're able to get in the, in the box. They're able to create chances. And ultimately, they're able to uh, put away chances. And that's something that Rising has not been able to do the entire season. And that's where they're at. Uh, where they're at, you know, at the bottom of the of the Western Conference. So, yeah, it was tough to see. I, I don't like and, you know, just to add to your point where, you know, I don't think Rising was lacking the heart and the passion. You know, they come out, they're professionals, they want to win, obviously, but it just comes down to those little mistakes defensively on the first goal. Nobody comes out, uh, you know, to, to stop. In fact, taking that that uh, that long range shot the transition moment in the second goal. And then after that, it was just such a big hill to climb. 
that Rising was not able to do it. And to Thomas's uh, point here, yeah, you had the Babu hitting the post. You had a Kalistri cross in the bo- on the box where Santimor was not able to put it uh, near near the goal. And the Greg Hurst post, those are three clear chances that mm-hmm. if you make one or two, you're right back in it. But Rising just this season, again, they just haven't been able to uh, to put those away. No, for sure. And I mean, I, it's kind of going a bit deeper into that like lack of creativity and attacking third. That's really what it was is, you kind of saw, you know, it was either going to be, you play it out to either winger. It's going to be a cross in. You only have one or two runs going in the box. There's straight runs. There's no, you know, mixing and matching. Hey, let me, let me tease you near post, but then go back far post. It was just, it's so predictable. And for a team, even before you take the lead, if you're going to run predictable runs, if you're not going to get creative in it, you're going to then hope, okay, if I'm not going to be able to penetrate much in the box, I got to take a lot of shots. And while they did, you know, Oakland was just much better than rising at getting out, stopping the shots from outside the box. They were quicker at closing down. And that's, you know, part of where the difference was like, I, again, I think rising, they weren't bad in the midfield. Like for all the time, like we, they own possession. They were spraying the ball around. I, mm. I think we won the midfield battle. I really do. But it was the lack of creativity on offense. And then, to the to Juan Guerra's point about that transition, I mean, man, oh, so many times, yeah, it didn't lead to goals, but we're just getting stretched in the back. You know, our center backs, they look slow. I, I mean, when you're when you're playing kind of that that high line and you're pressing for that first goal, that second goal after they score, you're gonna leave yourself vulnerable to chances, but it's just I, I it wasn't a lack of awareness for the situation, like he said, but it's just you know, you have to be a bit more in, inventive and they just they just didn't show that and it, it just showed the entire night yeah in the second half they made some adjustments where they said you know what we're gonna put lambert in the back we're gonna just play with mm-hmm. three or maybe even two at the back most of the time and i left them vulnerable to se- several counterattacks. and i think they did a fairly good job mm-hmm. on stopping those but when you have that many people up in your attacking half and you're still unable to create chances or dangerous mm-hmm. chances, that just speaks to what type of team it, it, you know, that's currently out there. I think, you know, one of the things that, and that, this is my next question, Max, one of my frustrations for me is the lack of creativity on the wings. I feel mm-hmm. like whenever it's either Babu uh, or whoever's on the other side, or Tua Rodriguez in the first half of, of Saturday's game, there's just no creativity. There's no danger. Mm-hmm. You leave the the striker by himself, and where you're just putting in crosses all the time, it, it makes it very difficult, first of all, for the striker to be effective. And as much as I love Greg Hurst, when you do not provide him service or get him involved with the play, there's little that he's going to be able to do. Now, when J.J. Williams came in, he brings mm-hmm. that physicality. He was that big guy winning those uh, those balls in the air. But still, other than that, there's little that the strikers can do if the wings are not providing service and being created. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, 100%. And I, I great, great hit on JJ. I definitely want to touch on him because I think I will say on Saturday and like I get it. We were all caught up in, in the loss. We understood what the ramifications meant. It was mm-hmm. a lot of doom and gloom. It was a lot of negativity and rightfully so. I do want to touch on, like, I will touch on him in a second that he, I really think when he came on was one of the bright spots and mm-hmm. one of those difference makers where he actually gave us a chance. But, you know, going back to your question about the winger play, I mean, I think when you are operating in the half space as much as Rising does, especially, you know, in a Wangara system, you have to be, if you're not able to 
drive down and cross the ball, which we saw this past game, they really weren't able to. You have to be able to come up with more creative runs in behind, whether that's you know a, a one-two, find that space, lay it back off across the goal, whether it's, you know, hey, I'm going to circulate it into, you know, strikers' feet, play off them. You have to get more creative. And if you're not willing to make those runs, if you're not willing to put in a good service, it just shuts down the different channels you can operate in. Like mm-hmm. some, Rising's best chances, when they came, they were coming from, you're finding her, you're you're playing the ball in a hers, finding his feet. He's either able to lay it off or he had a couple where he turned and shot. And I f- believe that was at least one of them where it went off the woodwork. That mm-hmm. was their best chance where they're playing feet, let him, you know, little do a dance, a turn, and then you find him. But none of that really resulted from the winger play it was kind of just um, like find his feet let and let, mm. let your number nine go to work. Um, I, yeah. It's it's, a, it's not a, it's not a quick fix. That's the really tough part is like that half space in the winger play. You really have to be incredibly dynamic. And when you don't really know, uh, they're professionals, but it seems like when you don't really know what you're going to do when you get in that space, you have to be mm-hmm. incredibly fast. It's either I'm going to make that play. I'm driving down the end line or I'm going to circulate the ball and I'm going to keep running. But when you're just holding the ball, yeah, he beats one guy or two, but that's all you do, man. Like it's got to be a bit sharper. Yeah, no. And I agree. And especially on that left flank, when you have Babu, when you have Santi Moore, you know, I just don't know if the chemistry is there with those two guys. And, you know, I don't want to be, you know, all gloom, uh, doom and gloom today, but Mm -hmm. those are one of the things that I've noticed now. It's been a few games since, since they played together on the left flank side. Whenever Babu is dribbling, I, I, you know, I don't know if this is a tactical, you know, thing that Juan Guerra is letting them know, but Santi kind of waits. He waits. He doesn't yeah. make the run. And when you don't make that run, you're not stretching the defense. You're not making the defense work hard because then the defense can just be planted with you. They're just waiting to see what Babu can do. And we've all seen Babu when he's run, when he's running with the ball, when he's dribbling, straight line, perfect. One of the best guys I think in USL. But when it comes to being creative and beating his man, I think that's when he's lacking a little bit of, you know, that that finishing touch, whether it's beating his defender, putting the right cross in, putting a good cross in or connecting with either Santi or whoever's in the box. And I think that's that's really stifling Phoenix's offense. And it just, you know, I think it just comes down to chemistry, working on it throughout the week and and making sure making sure that those guys make those runs, because if Santi Moore make those runs in the box or he overlaps him, it opens a spot for someone like Aiden Quinn, like Luis Seijas to kind of come in and maybe do, you know, a shot from from the uh, like a mid range shot, something like that. Yeah. Or even, you know, just confuse the defense. That's what it's all about. The defense knows what rising is going to throw at them. And they're just happy to wait back. They're going to let them make the mistake, and then they're going to hit you on the counterattack. That's basically that's what's been happening. No, what, exactly. And I mean, listen, I saw Michael's comment come through. Um, you know, where it's like he's basically dribbling right into players. And uh, like I said, that's what we. I saw a lot of it in the first half, where mm-hmm. he's going to beat one guy. He might even be the second guy, but. And that's and I will give him credit. That dribbling and some of those like being able to operate in those tight spaces, that is incredibly skillful, very much needed. But it kind of goes back to that role of the winger. If you can't do anything afterwards and you just try to beat the entire team in those tight spaces, you'll be able to you might get by one or two, but you then have to find that next outlet of when I get to that space, when I arrive at the moment, what do mm-hmm. I do? And it just felt that he just didn't understand where to operate in, in that space. Um, I kind of, and going back to Santi, I mean, I think I really would like to see him a bit more on, you know, those half spaces, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think if he's able to kind of play in that bit more of the distributor, the more creative role, 
I, I'm, I mean, listen, he's been kind of lost all season. Like we've all seen yep. that. I'm not going to say that's going to be a quick fix, but I, I, I just, I, I worry that if he's not playing with the ball a bit more at his feet and if he's not, you know, or if he's not able to run it behind, if he's kind of mm-hmm. in that middle ground where he is, mm-hmm. I think you're just going to kind of see more performances where it's okay. We haven't said his name in 20 minutes he hasn't really gotten touches on the ball. Where do we Mm -hmm. go from here? And you got to get in at the end of the day, you got to get your best players, the ball and put them in a position to succeed. And I, I don't know if it was a lack of instruction. um, If since Juan wasn't there that night or whatever, but it just seemed like they were kind of late to adjust on offense. Yeah, no, I, I really did want to see maybe switching Arturo, put Arturo in Santi's spot, create, you know, I think Arturo with the ball, he's a little bit more creative than maybe Santi could be, especially in those half spaces. Mm-hmm. So having maybe making that change and putting Santi on the right flank and then bringing Arturo to work with Babu, I think that's something I would have liked to see a little bit earlier. I know they, they did make some changes and some adjustments, but, um, you know, hopefully we're able to see that in the next game. All right, no more doom and gloom, Max. What are some things that you actually liked about the game? I, I you know, some performances I really, I did enjoy Greg Hurst in the first half. I know he only played 45 minutes. I would have liked to see a little bit more, but I understand yeah. why he was subbed out. But was there anybody else that you were really comfortable seeing and or, or that you liked? Yeah, 100%. And I mean, I, I think to your point, like, I, I think we were all kind of saying it after the game. We would have liked to see, you know, Babu come off, um, have Santi shift into his spot. Uh, maybe do like a two striker up top. I know that's a bit, a bit unconventional for them, but I think mm-hmm. at that point when you're, when you're really chasing like that, that one, two goal deficit, um, it could help, but no, I, I liked his play. Like I said, he did a really nice job of you are receiving the ball in a tight space, often with his back to goal. And when I was looking at, cause we were right down behind the goal. We got a clear shot mm-hmm. of it. You have like one or two, one or two guys on his back and you're thinking, there's not really anyone for him to lay it off with. How is he going to buy time? And to his credit, more often than not, he would almost dribble back, take a step back. He'd be able to lay it off. He would be able to shield it for a second. And the one that went off the woodwork, he kind of created that chance for himself. Um, Something that with that really stifling defense and being down one nil at the time, um, he did a really nice job of operating in those spaces. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, like we said, JJ Williams, he made an immediate difference. It was very interesting how in the first half, a lot of how Rising played was through the middle, spread out to the wing, through the middle, spread out to the wing, occasionally play Hurst feet, but it was very much um, pass here, pass there, which is fine, but it was very much on a slow buildup of possession. They were looking for the perfect ball, and I mm-hmm. think that's kind of what hampered them. As soon as J.J. Williams comes on the second half, vertical, vertical, over the top, mm-hmm. feed the big feed the big man, let him run onto things. They're putting in much more crosses into the air. He got his head on a couple of them. One of them, he had a pretty clear look. I somewhere in like the 60th minute or so that I he somehow he had a pretty wide open shot. He headed it back the way it came, kind of a cross goal. I really don't know how he didn't get that on on frame. Yeah. Um, but he just made a neat difference. And he was one of those guys where you saw him go on and you saw what he was doing. He was a game changer. And it's like, we keep on feeding him. Maybe there's a little bit more time in a game. He could have made a difference. And maybe, you know, you bring him in and it's a 1-0 game instead. I think you're maybe thinking that it could have gone different. I'm not saying that there isn't room for the serious concerns that we had, but he really did make that big of a difference to me. And then really lastly, um, we talked about it a bit, but, you know, Lambert, when he did shift to the back, I don't mm-hmm. like that as a, per- a permanent solution at all because i think he's so valuable in the midfield but he really mm-hmm. showed that as they started going long they're relieving pressure on their end they're trying to punish us by committing men forward 
anytime they put a ball in behind, I'm like, I'm just not worried when he's back there because he has the mm-hmm. legs for it. And, you know, I know um, Juan Guerra touched on this on his press conference, but like, there's a reason that he is getting called in um, to the Jamaican national team and he's not playing for a particularly good USL team, especially when you see other um, other players on that interna- international roster coming from the Premier League, coming from the championship yeah. to be able to earn a call up like that. Like that just shows the type of player he is even in a down season. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it makes sense. He's always one of our pretty consistent performers. And I think he had another really good game, especially where you're not in your most ideal position. Yeah, I agree. Lambert was one of the bright spots for me, you know, in the second half. He kind of just took control of the back line. He said, hey, guys, I know we're going to push up. I'm going to do my thing. You guys, you know, try to do your thing on your end. And exactly, whenever there was a counterattack or there was a ball in the air, Lambert's there. He's got it. His composure on the ball, his tactical awareness is second to none in this league. And yeah, you know, and that's one of the reasons he's getting called up to the Jamaican national team. Now, you know, now that we're talking about that, uh, Max, let's talk about that for a second, because you know, the defense is pretty thin as it is. Joe Farrell is going to miss, miss the game on uh, on Saturday against San Diego. We have Darnell King returning, so hopefully that's going to help the back line. But Kev Lambert has also been called up to the Jamaican national team, and so they're scheduled to play Argentina on September uh, 27th. So that's going to be one of your key components in the midfield and one of your guys you can shift in the back line. That's going to be missing in the stretch of the season where, yeah, Rising is not playing great but they still mathematically have a chance to make it into the playoffs so what what, what are your thoughts on this and is this going to really hurt rising coming you know with these uh, games coming up yeah I mean um, I've I, you know, I, I don't think it takes a, a massive, you know, a soccer expert of any level to know, like, if you're missing your best players, if you're missing key depth um, at any position, especially in the defense, it's going to be a tough adjustment. Um, I mean, I think the thing that Juan talked about in in his uh, presser today was that San Diego, they play, you know, as we've seen, they play a very, very up-tempo, a very direct yeah, we're going to hit you. We're going to hit you in, in like Oakland, hit you in transition, but mm-hmm. much more ruthlessly. And I already worried how it was before Lambert shifted back there. If we don't have him back there, if we don't have, you know, to your point, other guys um, who are suspended, I, it's going to be interesting how you counteract that. I personally, maybe you go to, you know, more of a back, more of a back four row with maybe more like defensive help. I just, mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of having, you know, center backs who are already thin on depth isolated one for one, one versus one against some of their yeah. uh, speedy attackers. Um, I, I think it's a, you know, you can say it's a team effort, which it is, but mm-hmm. you know, man, this is where the guys show up who really want to play and be a part of this future. Cause it comes yeah. hot and heavy. Yeah. And, and it's going to be tough, you know, uh, with uh, Lambert leaving, he's going to be missing the Sacramento game, which is on September 28th and may possibly miss the October 1st game, which is against the Red Bulls at home. So a key component going to be missing. Another player that uh, we just got the news on the presser today, Max, was that Marcus uh, for has, has been called up to the uh, under 20 U.S. men's national team. They're going to be playing in Mexico City in the Revelations Cup. So. That tournament's going to take place uh, at the end of September as well. So that's going to definitely affect, uh, you know, the team as well. Uh, Marcus did play on Saturday, but, you know, now you're missing two guys, you know, and it's and you know, if you're if you're getting these yellow cards or suspensions, it's going to put you in a really deep hole. If you can, if, you know, the, you know, more defensive guys are missing from your lineup, because I feel with the defense, you just, you really need to let them gel. You know, defense is all about chemistry, taking control of the back and and making sure that everybody's working uh, or synchronized uh, and playing correctly. So 
you know, it's going to be tough. Now I'm happy for him that he's getting called up. You know, that just shows the type of guy that he is. He's a blue chip prospect, but yeah, it's going to be tough. And so I'm thinking maybe even Babu, you know, might, might be played back again, you know, just because he, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with Kalistri uh, mm-hmm. playing in that spot or, or, you know, anybody else. So it's, it's going to be tough these upcoming weeks because yeah, the defense is definitely going to be thin. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, I do want to point out as well that it is Carlos Anguiano's birthday today. So shout out to him. I don't know if he oh, watches the show or anything, but he follows, he follows me on IG. You check it out my nice, story. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, but yeah, he's turning 23 today. Now, Anguiano hasn't, you know, played a lot of the season. I don't know if you've uh, gotten to see a lot of his performances uh, this year, uh, mm-hmm. Max, but how, how do you feel about him? Have you gotten the chance to see, you know, what he's what he's made of uh, when he's on the field? <laughs> Yeah, no, no. And fair shout. Um, no, truthfully, I, you know, I'll admit I, I haven't seen him as readily um, mm-hmm. available, um, but you would love to hear what you have seen. Yeah. So this, this season, he's only played six games. One of them sure. was a start. I believe it was in the U S open cup against Sacramento, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is that he's always on the bench. He's always in the, in the 18, you know, at least most of the time. So I think that kind of speaks to, you know, the volume of player that he is, the quality that he has. He he did play with Tacoma Defiance uh, mm-hmm. the last year. So there's obviously quality there. But I feel maybe in the position that he plays being five foot six, you know, <laughs> it doesn't make yeah. it easy to win in the midfield. But, you know, and I think given how the season has played out, I don't think he's been given too many opportunities. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna say, I mean, I was gonna say, like, I, I don't know, I if I don't want to focus too much on the height thing, but I, I, I personally just don't know if I, if we're t- if we're spanning out and kind of going broad, I don't even know if I really buy that from like a midfield perspective, because mm-hmm. you know, you see that you see all types of players, especially in the midfield, whether you have like five six or you have, um, you know, Lambert, who's you know six feet. Gosh, what is he like six four, six five? Like he's yeah. he's up there. Like you know, I I think at that level, as long as you're able to fit the system and kind of go with what um, he operates now, I mean, I think I think especially against San Diego, if you're looking for you know more of that, you're gonna you're gonna really have to be able to have guys who are pressure resistant, especially mm-hmm. with fit play uh, playing like a really a really quick system and just being able to hey they're going to cut. It's going to come fast. We can't get beat on the counter. You need to be able to hold on the ball and circulate possession. If the possession, how it was, how it was against Oakland, you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's a good shout, but um, we just got to be able, like if, if he's going to be up to the task, I'm fine with that. But you know, he's just got to be able to know it's going to be coming very quickly against San Diego. Yeah. And he, and he looks comfortable on the ball too, mm-hmm. when he, whenever he's played. So, you know, he, he's got to be ready with, especially if you're, if you're one of the guys that are in the 18, you got to be ready to play whatever the situation sure. you got to be ready to step up. All right, um, Max, let's take a quick break and talk about our friends at OG's. You know, I, you know all about these promotions, right? So oh, one of my yeah. favorite ones is, is the Flavor in Life Sweepstakes with OG's because not only because it's a great promotion for people here that can get some free stuff from our friends at OG's, but also we get to see o, uh, Owen. I was going to say Owen's face, but Derek's face <laughs> in the promo because uh, Derek's always smiling here on the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes. So if you haven't yet, make sure to sign up for the Flavor Flavoring Life Sweepstakes. If you're the winner, you will receive three bags of OGs, including orange creamsicle and tropical flavors. And OGs had a PHNX shirt of your choice and a PHNX annual membership. I'm not sure if we have the, the graphic today for that one, but, you know, you, sh- you should see Derek's smile. It's the best smile. Yeah. You know? Oh, <laughs> there it is. Hey. Yo, look there at Derek. Yeah. So fun fact, like I was at, I was at him at that, um, at that my pool, that pool party at my day club. And yeah. dude, I, Derek is a very happy guy. And like, I just love that. He's, he just like kind of embraces life, which he does flavor life. Um, but no, on the real, like he's just such a happy guy. And 
Oh man, dude, he was just vibe. Like we were vibing, man, having a good time. Like the OGs were hitting pretty darn nicely. And <laughs> shirt, like that's really when I got introduced to shirtless Derek for the first time. And oh, let me tell okay. you, that's a different. That is a that's a different animal right there. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's it's a fun time. And um, as a uh, producer, Shane, if you uh, yeah, get back to here. So we got actually got a couple, you know, different flavors of uh, OGs. Got a little no, raspberry orange. Got a little. Pina Colada Summer Edition. That's the one. Yeah, little That's microdose. The one. You can tell that I'm the I'm the partnerships guy because you know I got I got I got that I keep that thing on me. Um, <laughs> um, no, dude, but we love OGs. Um, the I'm yeah I'm not okay. Oh yeah, I'm not smiling like Derek. We understand, dude, because you had a root canal. Of course, you're not smiling. And like he's Derek. watching a four-hour council meeting for fun. So, I would yeah. hope. I would hope not. Um, no, man, but we love OGs. Um, great people flavoring life sleepstakes is awesome and mm-hmm. um i don't think actually any of the other shows announces so i'll give in a little secret they are um, gonna be putting in the works a little like cbd little nighttime gummy line so yeah 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 so Ooh, there'll right be more information to come, but you heard it here first so uh, yeah we love That's them as right. partners and yeah they got great stuff and yeah, you guys yeah check, out, check, out their, check out their website check them out at instagram og's brands mm-hmm. um on instagram and must be 21 or years or older to enjoy their products that's right that's right and yeah. if you guys want to sign up for the flavoring life sleep six just mm-hmm. remember to go to our website go phnx.com or click the link in our show notes mm-hmm. in order to uh to join the sweep six you know free stuff is not it's never bad um all right max let's take a look at what happened around the usl this weekend a lot of fun stuff one of the games that i was looking forward to seeing and, and you know i'm, I'm glad uh, owen's here in the in the chat with us today, mm-hmm. but it was the Orange County versus LA Galaxy 2 game. And, you know, obviously, I don't know if you know too much about the situation that's been going on with Championship oh, Soccer yeah. Stadium and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff, but let's get your thoughts on it first. What, what do you think of the whole situation with LA Galaxy trying to, you know, kind of get their way into the in the stadium where Orange County has been for a very long time? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, uh, short answer, not a good look. Long yeah. answer, it's not a good look. I mean, like, I, I think the... Yeah, I know. Like, I know Owen has talked about the very like technical aspects of this, and mm-hmm. it it's not it is not an opportune situation at all for LA Galaxy putting Orange County in the position that they're in. If I'm going to get all hippy dippy, like honestly, the fact that this is supposed to be the grassroots esque level of professional soccer, American soccer, and the fact that you know these things are happening where oh hey we're trying to encroach on your stadium yes you're mm-hmm. there's a world cup angle in it involved but it just rubs the wrong way especially with to owen's point who the heck cares about la galaxy 2 you know la galaxy is the big ticket why yeah. why try to f- leverage this for your you know your second team full of reserves like it's just not a good look for the league um Hey, we're not going to say it looks as bad as Vegas situation. I know we already covered that on Saturday with yeah. their pitch, but no, on I like, it's just, I, I, it kind of, it just kind of really is a tough look for the league when they really have made so much progress over the years that mm-hmm. things like this, it kind of just gets into the ecosystem. It's just, it's just not favorable for them. Yeah. And uh, to Thomas's point, yeah, in the chat, there you go. You know, if you want to read the there MLS, it is. There it is. That's, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, you know, whether you, you sugarcoat it or not, that's what it's all about. And yeah, it, you know, I'm not a fan of the way it's been, you know, going about it. Orange County has built a system and a community, has an academy, you know, that just oh, yeah. won the championship last year. So you, you can't really say, well, they don't really win. They don't really fill out the stadium. Mm-hmm. They sold out the stadium last Saturday and they had a huge sign saying that they want to stay here. And that's why a lot of them are, are at the city council 
meeting right now in Irvine, uh, Irvine, California, because they they love their team, you know. And, and when you talk about grassroots soccer, you create that community, and when you have this big conglomerate coming in and kind of just pushing their weight around, it just doesn't look good, honestly. And yeah. it's and I don't know what their PR people are thinking, saying, hey, you know, why is this coming out to light? It's not a good look for them. And I, I you know, to me, it's like you have that much money, why not? find another place you know build your own community somewhere else that's not where orange county already is and and it's it doesn't look good but uh speaking of the game on saturday orange county was able to make a statement that did win one to zero uh yeah a lot of passion out there and i, and I love to see that you know i don't know if you're able to catch the highlights max but yeah that was a great game to see and, and for orange county to get that victory nice yeah no it's um i mean especially especially this time this season i know that you know table implications implications a bit different for them but Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in light of how the situation, it's always good to get a win, especially in kind of those circumstances. So, I mean, honestly, yeah. hats off to them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, another game, I mean, obviously we talked about it uh, on Saturday, Las Vegas, Lights versus Monterey got to, it had to be postponed through mm-hmm. some issues with the field. Uh, if you haven't looked up the pictures, they're all over Twitter <laughs> or on Owen's feed, so make sure to check them out there. Uh, but yeah, from my understanding of what I heard the last thing, I don't know, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, it was a, it was a pipe burst. Uh, that you know caused the issue with the field, so I'm not sure what's going on there. I haven't heard too much about the rescheduling, but you know now now we got to wait a little bit more on uh, on uh, that situation in that game. So uh, another game that caught my eye was San Antonio. They got the victory over San Diego, one zero victory. That was a one versus two matchup. So those are always a good time. And San Diego, you know, they got the loss, and you know now they got to bounce back against Rising. So uh, do you think that's going to affect them too much this late in the season? You know. They're still top of the table, basically. So I'm not sure. That's- yeah, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, even if they, even if they won, like barring a, barring a, uh, an amazing stretch by them and an absolutely epic collapse by San Antonio, there really wasn't impl- implications for the top spot. Um, yeah. I would say not really. Like maybe mm-hmm. they'll have a chip on their shoulder, but I feel at this point in the season, kind of where they are, you're, you know, you're gonna be, you're, you're fine. You don't really have to play for much, like. It, you're going to play honestly just to win, sharpen up, and be ready for the postseason on their end. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to do much to them. Yeah, that was their third, San Diego's third consecutive loss. So I'm sure Landon Donovan, the rest of the team, and they're going to come out hype. They're going to, you know, they want the, yeah. even though they already kind of have that, their their playoff spot secure in a way, they, they still want to get those W's and the and those three points. So we'll, we'll be sure to expect that on mm-hmm. Saturday. Uh, yeah, so those were the most important matchups, at least on my end. But yeah, if you guys want to check them out, uh, go to the USL website, check out all the scores, all the highlights to get them there. All right, Max, let's talk about your team today with the Champions League. So the Champions League is underway. Week two, uh, not, not what happened, man? 2-0 loss against Sporting. Uh, it, it looked like a tight game. Richarlison, I thought, had uh, he had one goal called back. But, you know, what's going on with Conte's men? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like Richarlison in, um, in both – Gosh, I mean, I mean the gosh, their last prem game seems like forever ago with uh, with the, with the games uh, postponed last week. But yeah. I mean, he had one chalked off there. He had two in the cha- in Champions League last week. But he's been a phenomenal player. Love him as a signing. Um, mm. I don't know, man. I mean, honestly, I think, and it's just it's just one of those systems where you play, you live and die by the counter, you live and die by the transition. And when yeah. it's going well, it's going darn well. But when it doesn't, you just kind of get you kind of got to buckle up. And I will say, like. People think that these high money teams like a Tottenham or other teams in the Prem are just going to steamroll others, you know, especially when it comes to Champions League play. You know, I mean, you get out. I mean, you're a Man U fan, man. You get it. Like, you've you've seen seen how it is. But, like, sporting, my friends who have have seen what it's like, like, that is an absolutely incredible 
incredible, incredible atmosphere that they, that is, you know, mm-hmm. is in Portugal. Like, honestly, one of those, like, I would love to go there and see it as a game. And you see those fans, what it means to them. Mm-hmm. Say what you want. Like, you cannot put a price on those home on those home matches where that's they're everything when they're yeah. not supposed to win. That's I mean, that's like why we love this game. That's why we love Saga. That's why even like on Saturday, it was a tough loss. But that's why we love it, because you see the support. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's kind of what the Champions League in an ideal world uh, is. We, of course, you know, the, the larger teams are going to end up winning more often than not. But when you see things like that, it kind of it kind of warms your heart. Not for me. I'm you know, my Tottenham heart is ice cold. But um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's it, it was uh, other than that, it was a pretty cool sight. Yeah, hopefully they bounce back. You know, there's still four games to go. You know, we, we've seen stranger things happen, but they can do it. You know, definitely got the, the quality there. Uh, another surprise that, you know, uh, or not surprise really, but Bayern, they beat Barcelona once again. Now, I don't know how much, you know, you, you've taken account into these games, but I feel like Bayern is just Barcelona's kryptonite, man. 2-0 today. Over the last four matches, 16 mm-hmm. goals in favor of, of Bayern, two in favor of Barcelona over the last four matches that they've had official. That's insane. You said 16 to 2? 16 to 2, yeah. Well keep, well, keep in mind, I mean, that was the 8 2 game. So outside of that one where they scored two, had the goal differential difference of minus six, haven't scored. Yeah. That's insane. I mean, I mean, both teams are, which is actually very interesting because when you look at league play, like Barcelona has actually pulled on some pretty, pretty good results under Xavi mm-hmm. and Bayern. I mean, they're buying like they're going to turn around. No, I, we really, never count yeah. them out, but like, they're not even top of Bundesliga. Last I checked, I think that's Union Union Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, of course, Champions League, they they steamroll them. And I mean, man, how how sweet must have been for those Bayern players, Lewandowski? You know, playing yep. against them, it's like. Mm, you're gonna talk that talk that talk. Let's see how it goes for you. Not well. Yeah, and Barcelona had chances. It's not like they didn't oh, play yeah. well. You know, they 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 have Shabby. They're playing Shabby while they're doing their thing. But yeah, it's it's gotta be good to kind of stick it to Lewandowski a little bit just because he left. You know, but that's what happens in the Champions League, man. It's you never know. You never know what's gonna happen. So, uh, but yeah, some great stuff this uh, today. We got some more games tomorrow, and of course, Man U plays on Thursdays now. So that's not fun at all. But. But yeah, always a good time with the champions. All the European leagues are always a good time oh, over yeah. there. Um, all right, uh, Max, let's talk about our friends at Four Peaks. Uh, there's some stuff going on this weekend. Uh, you know, I'm sure you got the details for it. From my understanding, there's going to be a viewing party at Four Peaks. Is that, am I correct this weekend? You're again, darn right. Party yeah, man, you're darn right there is. So yes, yeah, Sunday, uh, Sunday the 18th, uh, we're going to be doing a Cardinals watch party at Four Peaks. So pretty sweet deal there. Um, you know, it's going to be like, Five dollars, and you get a you know save your spot on their two hundred twenty inch TV Ooh. projector. You get a free beer while you come there, and it's just a good time, man. Like Cardinals, they had a t- they had a tough go about it. You're playing yeah. Patrick Mahomes, like you know, check out our PH next Cardinals show. They got all the all the all the great deets about that, but um, you know, tough tough go of it. Let's see how they do against the the Raiders. Like I'm I'm very much looking forward to a bounce back game. And Four Peaks have been aw- aw- awesome hosts, like. We're going to pack the place, no doubt about it. Sign up. Yep, there we go. Thank you, Shano. Um, yeah, sign up to the for the link in the description. Um, like I said, $5. Plus, we're doing Cardinals tickets giveaways. Like, not just – and by the way, these aren't just, like, any sort of tickets. I'm pretty sure they're, re- they're like, uh, end zone tickets. Like, our guys at Four Peaks have that hookup. So, like, please come on down. You can only win the giveaways if you're there in person. So, sign up using the link. Get yourself to a game. Drink some beer, eat some amazing chicken tenders, 
I don't see the downside. <laughs> yeah, no, I I love that four picks. They got the best food. The beer is outstanding. And again, mm-hmm. if, if the PHNX Cardinals there, uh, guys are going to be there. It's going to be a great time. So oh, go yeah. check it out. It's going to be a fun time. And hopefully, hopefully, Cardinals are able to get a W because that was rough. That was rough mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see what happens right now. The Cardinals are actually, uh, they're the underdogs right now. They're plus six. Mm-hmm on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So if you guys haven't downloaded it yet, make sure to do so. So that way you guys can make some money. You know, I know sometimes the Cardinals lose. They don't play that well, but you guys can mm-hmm. still make a little bit of money with uh, with our friends at DraftKings. But if you guys uh, haven't yet, make sure to download the app. And when you bet just $5, you can get $200 and free bets instantly. Plus, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings with the early win promotion. So that means that if you bet on any NFL t- team to win, you have a chance to, to win as well. And also, if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, that's when you get paid instantly. So even if your team loses, you still get that money. You still mm-hmm. have fun with DraftKings. So make sure to download it. It's super simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. And that's, uh, again, promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And min- minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure to check out the show notes for more details. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I was going to say, man, I won that I won that coin on uh, DraftKings. Actually, on the Thursday Night Football last week, uh, put down nice. 25, put down 25, won $300 on a Ooh. little parlay action, some, uh, some you know, receiving yards, some touchdowns over under nice. with Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, 250 yards, uh, two combined touchdowns. Literally won it on the, on like the third to last play. Every, you can ask people in the office. I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my gosh, he needed 28 yards. He got 28 yards on the dot, and I was just like, let's go. But, no, man, uh, DraftKings is a great time. Um, I'll, pl- I'll plug another one of our shows. Uh, follow Shay, uh, our producer, Shane, um, hosts the PHNX Bets show. Um, if you're looking to get into sports betting, honestly, like, I, there really is not a better show that, like, breaks down everything mm-hmm. from whether you're a novice to a grizzled veteran. They got everything, but please check it out. Um, and like I said, when you support DraftKings and you sign up with the code PHNX, you support us. So we really do appreciate y'all. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. And you you get to experience the thrill like Max just had on Thursday. It makes so it so hard. much more interesting. Like yeah. it's not healthy, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you guys. I was in the office on Thursday. Everybody was screaming. I was like, should I be involved with this? Because yeah, it's a, it's a fun yeah. time for sure. So make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right, Max, uh, it's been a great show so far. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you here. Uh, but yeah, let's get to know you a little bit more. You know, I, I know people have heard your name and on the other shows, and obviously you're involved here with with all the promotions. And all that good stuff but you know let's get to know you a little bit more you're going to be helping us out for the rest of the season so yeah. i want to make sure that our viewers here get to know who max uh is and so yeah let's tell, tell us a little bit about you how you, how'd you get into soccer and you know why you wanted to join uh phnx rising oh dude i appreciate that man yeah so um you know and i you know you'll you'll cliche oh you know playing soccer all my life which i have like i've uh you know it's been I've my you've been, you've been a benedict yeah it's <laughs> it's true man no it's it's you know it's um you know since i was four i've been playing playing the sport um you know at different levels all throughout like high school college i should caveat like i was not the best player so like college was, was just like the beer leagues but like that's always yeah. a good time but no man uh you know um you know played all around i've definitely enjoyed it um you know spent some time in my career at different different parts actually in the usl um this is dating myself but like man i interned for rising when they were still az united like out in peoria sports complex and like shoot man we had like waz and like long tan and like um uche like everyone it's it's just cool to like see the team um evolve and like completely such a different uh team from that place of course but it's just cool to see like i've always been wanting to Mm -hmm. like 
show that love for a local soccer team. Uh, we spent some time, like I said, on Saturday out in Reno, uh, 1868 FC, RIP, uh, for three years out of college. And then they folded. Um, I, I, made my, I made my way out here back home to Phoenix. And um, yeah, man, I've, I've been rocking, you know, in the partnerships role with the, our organization, with our fam. But I've just always wanted to like take more of a role in covering soccer and like I said, like it kind of worked out. I've been kind of bugging Saul, you know, Espo. Uh, and then, you know, that then was bugging like, Oh, and Ramon, it's like, Hey, like you guys think I'd kind of like hop on for a bit and they're cool with it. So yeah. um, it's just been fun, man. I just like talking about soccer. I can talk about all the fun stuff. I, I try to bring a lot of the, you know, kind of zoom out and be like, what would a player think here or what's mm-hmm. going on in this situation? And just talking about it from my perspective. Um, I will say I also still play. I'm on the mend with a shoulder injury. Um, but like, dude, Ramon, I like to never hear you talk about it. Dude, if you guys don't know, Ramon is like, I've I, I've played against this guy. So we're in the same division in our Sunday soccer league. No, shut up, dude. No, so he, he, we, we, we play together in our Sunday soccer league. We played, I think, like two or three matches against each other. First off, like his team's always won. And it's by like a one nil scoreline or two one, just like such an infuriating thing. And I have seen this guy. I'm like, I look at Ramon and I'm like, I've seen him like warm up and I'm like, okay, like whatever. And then I see him like he takes a touch out of the air and it's like, Dude, how, like this guy's got a touch. This guy's got some passes. Like, Ram, like I'm not. I'm, I'm gassing you up, dude. Like Ramon, Ramon's no, got I, that. I appreciate it, man. No, Ramon's no, Ramon's no, got man. that that Ronaldo, that Ronaldo number nine, the classic little no, little energy, no, no. man. Yeah. <laughs> no, me, me and my. If you guys didn't weren't aware of the people watching the show, yeah, we we've run into each other a few times over there at oh, the yeah. Tampa Sports uh, League and uh, at Benedict Park, which is you know that's actually we we met that first time and you were sliding. There's not even grass on the ground, man. Okay, Respect dude, you, I regret man. that immediately. I, re- I okay. Okay, no, no, this is very common knowledge, but don't slide on grass when there is no grass. So, yeah, there you, go. <laughs> you know, you got to respect the hustle, man. He's out there fighting. Yeah. And, and like you said, I think we've we faced off a few times. I think my, my team's gotten the better of his uh, in those uh, occasions. But you know, it's always a fun time, you know, and, and I respect, you know, when you're out on the field, you kind of build a bond with the guys because you typically oh, yeah. see them in other leagues and you know, uh, in, in other uh, seasons as well. So, you know, that's how I kind of get to I didn't even know Max was working. Yeah. Uh, yeah. was playing and i was like i knew who he was from phnx but when i saw him on the field i'm like yo is that max <laughs> i was like what the heck so it was a good yeah, time dude, I, me- I remember it was actually like um the last w- one of the times i don't think we were facing each other you guys just left um you guys just finished the game we we're about to start it was the last day of the premier league and that was mm-hmm. when like man city and liverpool were playing their game side by side and we're like mm-hmm. oh gosh like this could be the swap and it was just it was yeah. just crazy man like that's that's in a in a nutshell why I love the sport, why I love talking about it is because mm-hmm. you literally meet a bunch of random people and it brings yeah. everyone together. And like, you can't put a price on that, man. I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, you know, I, I obviously grew up in Mexico for, for part of my life. So over there, soccer is everywhere. You you, mm-hmm. you get a, you get a, out of school, you go play soccer. You know, you're watching the game on the weekend. Your mom, your dad, they, they have allegiances uh, to, mm-hmm. to whatever team they're from. And when I moved over here, I, you know, it was hard to find people to play with. You know, it's not like in Mexico where you just go out to the barrio and you just kick the ball around here. You got to yeah. set a play day and you got to sign up for a team. It's like you can't just go and kick the ball. So when I got older, I was looking for that community because I knew people play. You know, I knew people watch the sport. And and I think now, thanks to social media and all this technology, I think it's easier to find those people in the yeah. community. So I really like meeting people like you and other people that I've gotten to meet because like I said, this sport is here to stay. It's going to continue to grow. You got the 2026 World Cup coming up. So, uh, you know, I was one years old. I one year old when uh, the 94 World Cup happened. But yeah, man. that boost that you got the from that World Cup, imagine that 
today, you know, and or in a few years, I mean, with the 2026 World Cup. So this this sport is growing, man. And I think, you know, if you hop on the bandwagon right now, you're only going to see those dividends. You know, if you're covering the sport, if you're talking about it, if you're meeting people, it's just going to be a great time, man. So it's going to be For awesome. sure. Well, as I say, dude, like it's it's kind of even like, well, you know, with with rising coverage, supporting your local team. People know everyone in our chat. I bet everyone can attest it. It takes one time. You show up to one game, you're hooked. Yeah. Like you, you don't need to explain it, even if you don't know what's going on immediately. You'd go up one time, and that's all you need, and you're you're just absolutely hooked in. And like, yeah. I think the more the great the game grows, you know, I am excited to see like more like USL teams and other local teams kind of get their shine. And you know, people, you know, whether you know people aren't going to be quite like us or what you guys do, but like, I love to see the coverage continue to grow and mm -hmm. seeing that, you know, everywhere from the Premier League, the Champions League, all the way to like USL um, Championship, League One, League Two, all that stuff. Like, it's cool to see soccer growing as an absolute whole. And yeah. it's just going to be a heck of a four years plus and onward, man. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, shout out to everybody in the chat. You know, the Bandidos mm -hmm. have been super welcoming, the support group for Rising. And whenever I'm at that South End or near the South End, they're yeah. always saying hello and getting crazy, getting rowdy. And I think that's what people really enjoy about being mm -hmm. uh, a fan of Phoenix Rising or attending the event, the event you know, because you not only you get to watch, you know, great soccer on the field, but the atmosphere and the crowd, that that hooks you in, you know, that feeling that you get when you're down there. So, so it's awesome. Absolutely. And like on one of my favorite things I'm already looking forward to is um, when we play Wales in the World Cup and I'm just going to talk a bunch of crap to Owen. It's going to be a good time, man. I'm really looking forward to this World Cup. It's going to be a fun time. You know, yeah, I'm not sure how Mexico's going to do. You know, I'll just leave it up to that. But it's a fun time. You know, it happens every four years. There's no other sporting event like it. You know, if, you, if you're not with it, take the – if you've never watched soccer, this is a time to kind of sit down, you know, hook – and get hooked by it because there's so many you know nations competing a lot of players that you know are you know representing their nation it's it's one of the most prestigious events in in, in the world so it's it's great to see and you know we'll see we'll see what happens but yeah that wales you know that whole group you know u.s wales oh, England, yeah. that's just a whole stuff going on there it is yes then you know, we'll leave it at that but yeah a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out yeah. to it's gonna be a good time with that wales game but <laughs> Um, but yeah, Max. Uh, so you know, we got a few minutes here. But yeah, obviously Tottenham is is your your favorite Premier League. But you have other teams that you're into right now at the MLS or anywhere else in the world. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I try I try to watch a, a little bit of everything. Like I said, like I've had I've had ties to USL. I've I've, I've followed Prem, La Liga, Bundesliga, mm -hmm. MLS. Like I, if there's a mat, like I I don't know. I try not to be a soccer snob. If there's a game going on, I'll watch it. Like love yeah. watching the Open Cup. Um, you know, um, enjoy. I always probably Premier League is the one I'm, I'm most tuned in on during like a weekday morning or a, excuse me, weekend morning, but I'll, yeah. I'll watch everything. I try to get a handle on things as best I can, but um, no, like it, it's cool to see players progress and and move mm -hmm. on and stuff. Like I, I, I do much. I like the, uh, the Josh, Co the Joshua Cohen, the, uh, in Maccabee Haifa. That's a cool yeah. story. Nice little uh, thread there. Need yeah. those DK odds on what? Okay, get out of here. <laughs> this guy is just trolling from the root canal. Um, no, but I, you know, just follow a little bit here and there. And like I said, I, I try to learn the most from just playing yeah. and, you know, kind of taking that perspective.
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Well, again, Max, you know, happy to have you here with us for the rest of the season and, you know, looking forward to everything. You you know, have amazing knowledge right off the bat. So glad to have you here on the show. Uh, before we wrap up, Max, I do want to let people know about our other partner, Game Time. Game Time, if you guys haven't downloaded, make sure to do so. There's only two games left in the rising season. So if you haven't gotten, you know, the opportunity to take your friends, your family to one of the rising games, make sure to use the Game Time app. Uh, we have a link for you on the show notes. Make sure to use that link. Download the app. Get some tickets for your friends and family. That way we can, you know, kind of, you know, see you guys out there at the game. Like uh, Bonnie was saying, there was eight th- over 8,000 people at the game on Saturday, which yeah. was a great crowd. I know it's getting a little bit cooler, so I think people might, you know, want to go out and, and enjoy uh, an event. But if you guys haven't yet, make sure to check out the Game Time app. Download it. It's a great app to find uh, tickets, uh, not only for sporting events, but for concerts, other sort, mm-hmm. sort of stuff going on. And you can get up to 60 percent off on your tickets so make sure to check them out i'm wearing my coyote shirt you know because me and, and Le- uh, leah you know i i told her i want to go to a coyotes game it's down the street yeah, from right. me but i know those tickets are insanely priced so i'm hopefully hopefully game time can help me up a little bit uh hook me up a little bit and get those uh cheap tickets for one of the yeah games. man no and, and it's a cool platform like i've kind of checked out you can buy uh tickets up to like 90 minutes after a game starts so like mm-hmm. if you're a super procrastinator you actually get rewarded for it and i think owen said he was looking on the app um on Saturday's match tickets were like $4 and that's like including the tax and everything like that, man. So like if you, you, the the way to both help us out and get that, get, save that money is through the link in our show notes. That's really how you support us. We do appreciate that, but yeah, man, like come out, check it out. And especially I'm kind of going to put this out there because I've been talking, you know, uh, Ramon, I've been talking to you and Owen about it and I'm kind of going to put this out to there to be like, let's make it happen. But we really want to do something special for that last game. We want to meet you guys out there. We want to like really help make that last game, no matter what happens, no matter where rising is in the season, we want to mm-hmm. make that something special. So like, please come out to these last two matches. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, make sure to use that link in the show notes. And again, if you got people that just want to go to a game, it's cheaper than going to the movies. You know, if you're seeing four dollar tickets, man, take your family, have a good time. Hang out with the Bandinos, hang out with Max, myself and Owen. And uh, yeah, just have a great time over there supporting uh, our local club. All right, Max, that wraps it up for us today. Thank you so much for joining me. I know Owen's on on the Manda. Owen, I know you're on the chat, but oh, here you go. He'll give us the odds. <laughs> Wales to win the group around uh, Iran to qualify at uh, plus twenty eight, twenty five. Yeah. So. If you want to make I'm, some not, money, not, I'm not taking that right now. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people, we'll see. All right, Max, we will be back on Thursday. We're going to have back Owen hopefully back with us. Uh, and we might be, I'm hearing rumors, we might be in the brand new studio. You know, so uh, shout have out. You, I know you, I know you checked, I know you, che- I know you checked it out, but uh, have you, that's right. You guys haven't done a, a show in there yet. Okay. I'm in okay. In a minute. Let's go. I want to check out all that more furniture. You know, I know they hooked it up. Hey. So I'm gonna try. Bo- bonus read, man. I, I see you. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Thank you to everybody in the chat here. Bonnie, BJ, uh, Thomas, Michael, everybody that's always supporting us. We will be back on Thursday. And, and again, hopefully in the studio and we're going to break down the game against San Diego. That's coming up on Saturday until then. Thank you so much for joining us and have a great rest of your night. Take care.